0: Hey y'all, it's Stephanie, and I wrote this, or I spoke it, depending on how you found it. Uh, So, I'm trans, I'm neurodivergent, and so I'm now mostly retired from publishing and editing. I served for over a decade as a developmental editor for award-winning and best-selling authors who push the boundaries of identity, orientation, and self-empowerment. Note that several of the books I include in the video or article were edited under the dead name, Stephen Morgan, given to me by the parents who tried to protect me by giving me a boy's name and attempted to convert me into a boy. Well, that didn't work. So anyway, as far as the topic today, the number one thing cis people get wrong about being trans. Uh, so, listen, just uh. For the love of all this gender non-conforming, throw that trans sensitivity checklist out the window. Oh, okay, wait, this list is actually helpful. I'm, I'm looking at it now, so go get it. And, and I'm sorry I asked you to throw it away. It's just that on its own, that's never going to be enough. Almost every author I work with has been cisgender, and it's not their fault. A lot of them may not even be cisgender. They just don't fit under what we currently identify as, quote-unquote, trans. When it comes to sensitive representation of gender characters in fiction, whether that be main or side characters, authors who are cisgender or are still figuring things out, will they utilize what are sometimes called sensitivity readers? That means they ask someone who's actually trans to please read their work and let them know what they missed. It is the author's responsibility to receive that feedback with grace. Sometimes the author missed a little, sometimes the author missed a lot. As long as they come to the table in good faith, a sensitivity reader meets that author in good faith. to use this as a learning up op- and growth opportunity. The scale of trans representation depends on the author and the story, but these authors are coming from a good place. They want to be allies. They want to expand the boundaries of diverse representation in all forms of storytelling. And yet they get it so wrong. It's not like they mean to get it so wrong. But I want to tell you the most commonly absent component in fiction about trans characters that is written by cisgender authors. That's partly why I'm no longer talking to cis people about gender, let alone doing trans sensitivity reads. S- cause sensitive trans representation requires more than a checklist. Unless you're telling a story from an omniscient or somehow removed character's point of view, such as a narrator, like in a Super Coen Brothers movie, aha, oh, that's a joke, your story's told through the point of view of one or more main characters. According to Walter Fisher's narrative paradigm, those characters don't need to be actual people. Readers will perceive components of your story as characters, even if they're just table versus chair civil war. But I'll take a side or band swing and say that most stories are told from the lived experience of one or more main characters whose existence is defined within the context of your story. A character's lived experience defines how they're written across this entire story. Their lived experience defines the tone and intuitive implications from reading the story in their point of view versus another character's point of view. So here it is, the most common revision opportunity for cis authors, cis 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 authors. There we go, (laughs) writing trans characters when it comes to the trans representation for any one story. The most common revision opportunity I encounter for cisgender authors is to more deeply bring the reader into the lived experience of being trans or otherwise gender nonconforming. Now, note what I said the lived experience. Do you have any lived experience for being trans, gender nonconforming, non binary, third gender, T spirit, agender? If the answer is no, then consider whether you need to stop trying to write those characters, (laughs) at least for now. So listen, Stephen King said a writer always telling the truth doesn't mean a writer has to only tell stories from stuff they literally experienced. But he meant stuff like whether you can write about time traveling to save John F. Kennedy despite you being nowhere near the president that day. <laughs> That's different than asking a cisgender author to write from the lived experience of a trans or gender nonconforming person. Some cisgender people experiment with being gender nonconforming as a performative measure, sometimes even as a celebrative measure. But let's be clear. Being able to present as gender nonconforming without actually being gender nonconforming is a privilege. <laughs> and until we're at that place where everyone has equal opportunity to perform as a trans character, y'all got to stop wearing trans face. An author can't provide sensitive trans representation by merely making sure to say certain things, use certain words, or include or avoid certain story tropes. Sensitive trans representation requires the author to be able to insert themselves into the lived experience of being gender non-conforming in whatever world in which the author's story takes place. Having said that, there is one aspect of being trans that needs to be highlighted. Put a big neon sign around it. Accept what it's like for that big damn thing to never ever leave. You include this one thing and you can play around with the rest. If you can't include this one thing, you maybe need to leave it alone. That's right, my queer family is that ever-present monkey on our backs. The one and only most common aspect of being trans, gender dysphoria. So what's gender dysphoria? Well, a, a fancy way, oh, well, that's also known as my way, so don't take it as Webster's definition, but I just find gender dysphoria as this sense that your personhood is misaligned with the physical embodiment of your gender. That means that all sorts of people experience gender dysphoria, including those of us who are intersex, non-binary, trans, or some other form of gender non Heck, even cis people experience gender dysphoria what do you think they discover about themselves if that gender dysphoria persists for years? If it only gets worse the more they lean into one gender, or any gender, yeah, they might, yep, they might be trans. Gender dysphoria usually, but not always, plays an essential and constant part in a trans person's lived experience. It's overwhelming, <laughs> it's persistent, it shapes our thoughts, and feelings, as well as the images and words that most effectively express what we experience. Everyone has experiences of dysphoria, but trans people are triggered into gender dysphoria. Your mission as an author is to reflect on the page what it's like to be surrounded by those triggers throughout the story. As the storyteller, your job is to flesh out how the character experiences your story beyond making sure to hit the stereotypical touch points of being trans trans people are more than tragedy. That is why a story from a trans author can resonate so deeply with trans readers while seeming just okay to cisgender readers. That is why Black Panther or Wonder Woman resonated as powerfully with their target audiences as most movies tend to resonate with the dominant cis culture of white male cisgender horndog and dog ravenses. Now, I'm not saying you can clock an authentic trans voice just from reading it, but there's a reason noted trans phenom Abigail Thorne, philosophy chief, included a joke in her recent play The Prince that got a bigger applause depending on how many trans people were in the audience. Meanwhile, self-identified comedians like Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock can't seem to tell a joke about trans people that isn't outrageously offensive if not downright dangerous or deadly. They should try listening to actual trans and non-binary comedians like Eddie Izzard, Jay McBride, and Mae Martin. Whatever you do, don't support transphobic comedians like America's Got Talent winner Terry Fader. Ugh, you gotta get it or you don't. That is why sensitive trans representation comes from an expression of self that may not be possible for a cisgender person. You can't write about the lived experience of being trans if you're literally not trans. This is the reason why well-intentioned cisgender authors so often struggle to write trans characters with respect and sensitivity. It is not because they have malicious intentions, but because they have no genuine insight into what it's like to have no choice but to be Gender nonconforming. On the other hand, what if you limited what you wrote to your own lived experiences? And what if I promised you've already had plenty of gender nonconforming experiences to draw from? What if your support helped us at translating everything next to deliver an inspiring set of questions to get you started? Well, whatever you discover in yourself. Those truths are what you can authentically flesh out to tell your characters and your story. Ye you speak from the heart and be clear, you are speaking your truth.